Good afternoon. My name is Ian Chan, Principal of Professional Learning and Development, and I'm pleased to welcome you to this special CPA Canada podcast. In today's podcast, we will discuss how a food processing company is managing through the current crisis and finding the opportunities within. On behalf of CPA Canada, it's now my pleasure to introduce today's host, Rob Torek, as well as our guest, Darren White. Rob is a senior manager in the Financial Accounting Advisory Services practice of Ernst & Young, where he works with a national and global team advising finance executives on a wide range of accounting and performance management issues. Darren is the chief financial officer of Innovata Foods, which is a mid-sized food processing company based in Edmonton, Alberta. Please join me in welcoming Darren and Rob. Good day, everyone. My name is Rob Torek. I'm a senior manager with Ernst & Young's Financial Accounting Advisory Services practice in Toronto. And I've got on the phone line with me a client of mine in Edmonton, Alberta, Darren White, who is the chief financial officer of Innovata Foods, based in Edmonton, as I said. Innovata is a mid-sized food processor uh, whose clients tend to be large grocery retailers. And we'll talk about some of the challenges and some of the ways that Darren is managing through and Innovata is managing through the current crisis. For a, for a bit of context on our timing, uh, it's currently the Easter weekend, 2020, and as everyone who's going to listen to this is fully aware, the country and in fact the globe is in the middle of a major pandemic, uh, health crisis and economic crisis, which is causing significant disruption to personal lives, business lives, government as well. And we'd like to share with you some of our thoughts as Ernst & Young, as well as some of the thoughts of our clients on how they are managing through some of the aspects of this current crisis. So I want to thank Darren for taking the time today to uh, to record this with us and I hope you'll get the, a good sense of some approaches to managing through difficult times. So Darren, let me start with a, with a fairly broad question. As I mentioned in my intro a moment ago, you're the chief financial officer of a mid-sized food processor, clearly an essential business. In fact, I can't think of anything other than healthcare that's more essential right now. So can you share with us in broad terms how the crisis has impacted the company? We can talk as much as you'd like about production, your office staff working remotely, the needs of your customers or suppliers, and of course, in a manufacturing environment, how the, uh, how the company's managing what I'll call social distancing or work distancing, work processing distancing, if you will. Can you comment on some of those aspects for us? Certainly, Rob, and thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this. It's, uh, it's appreciated. So as a company, we are fortunate that we have uh, seen a significant increase in sales. So that's something that we're, you know, we're very thankful for that we can, you know, provide services to our major customers, but also, you know, nutritious meals to, you know, families across the country. And so again, we're thankful um, that we can be a part of that. Part of the uh, challenges we face within the company are uncertainty amongst our staff. So, you know, staff, they see the news, they read the news, you know, they're on, um, certain uh, websites, you know, wondering really how they are impacted uh, personally. And so that's part of what we've been undertaking as a company is to continually communicate with our uh, employees. Our employees are certainly aware that we have standard daily practice is uh, pandemic planning. So we are very careful in our production facility, how we operate within there and the contact with food and those sorts of things. And so staff 
do these things on a daily basis, but certainly some fear has, you know, crept in after seeing the news and seeing the impact of COVID. So we've had to just be in constant communication and, and truly now take the point of explaining to them what our pandemic plan is. And so that's had a very positive impact on our staff. Some have been impacted by wondering if it really is safe for me to come to work, but we, you know, we've given them those opportunities to say, you know what, if you're not comfortable, then certainly you can stay home, but we are an essential service. We've been asked by industry and government to continue to operate. And we've done our best efforts to do that. We have stepped up some of our internal practices when it comes to providing more protective uh, equipment for our staff, uh, letting them use face shields, face masks, those sorts of things that give them those opportunities. And so that's been an increased effort on our part. When it comes to uh, dealing with the scheduling, you know, it's been a bit of a challenge, certainly because we're short some staff, but we've thankfully have partners in industry as well that are providing staffing solutions for us. So we've been able to manage our production, our inventory process fairly well. And so our customers have appreciated that. They are looking for us to continue to fill their shelves and their freezers. And we've been able to do that. We were fortunate enough to have inventory readily available for them. And so we've been able to meet their demands and their fill rates. And so fill rates is a very important thing in our industry. And so it's been appreciated greatly. When it comes to some of our office staff, you know, we've certainly provided our staff with the opportunity to work from home if they feel that's something that they choose to do. We're a fairly nimble company. We have staff that work from home on a regular basis. And so we've been able to transition fairly quickly and fairly seamlessly to allow staff that feel that it's more important that they work from home. Sometimes they don't have a choice when it comes to not having daycare available. They've had to stay home with their children. And so we're happy to be able to provide that opportunity for our staff. Some staff have chosen to still come into the office and uh, we make a point of, you know, increased sanitation, those sorts of things, wiping handles, limiting access to the front door, those sorts of things. And so we have tight security there. So we've been able to accommodate the demands or requests from our staff to either work from home and still feel safe uh, if they want to come into the office. In working with our suppliers, that's been, um, it's been actually a very delightful process. Again, our suppliers are experiencing increased sales as we are. And so again, we're thankful that the chain has really received increased sales. And so some small shortages here and there, but for the most part, we've been able to keep the lines of communication open. And it's, it's a really, truly a daily process when it comes to communication with not only our customers, but also with our suppliers. We have key ingredients that we watch very carefully. Being the type of food that we produce, we do keep a very close eye on dairy and meat and flour. Those are the key ingredients that we use on a daily basis. And so we are watching right now with a very careful eye some of the recent occurrences when it comes to dairy and dairy being dumped. And so we right now have not experienced any shortages, but are watching very closely what some of our suppliers are doing. With respect to social distancing, you know, in the office, that's an easy thing to do. And so uh, staff have their own offices. Typically, it's rare that someone doesn't have their own office and can work within their office and be comfortable that way. We do have some cubicles that staff work in. So we've made sure that social distancing is happening within the office or offices. We, we operate in Eastern and Western Canada. When it comes to the production staff that work on the line, that becomes a trickier situation. So again, our staff and our supervisors are 
they're trained from a pandemic perspective. So any type of cough, cold, flu, or any type of infectious disease, that's obviously very, that's monitored very closely. And so if that is something that's spotted by our supervisors, our staff are told to go home immediately and uh, have further testing. But when you're working on a production line and you're side by side with somebody, you know, it's just not realistic. And so how do we deal with that? And so we have increased our um, PPE. So staffs have been given masks, shields, extra gloves, anything that they need that helps them feel comfortable that way uh, to be able to operate within that environment. So those are some of the initiatives that we're taking within the organization externally and internally to uh, manage the current crisis. That's great, Darren. Thanks very much, because that's a very broad and uh, all-encompassing discussion of a number of different areas that the organizations had to deal with. Uh, I know we've touched a little bit on the, on the fact that your customers tend to be the larger grocery retailers. And so obviously, without sharing anything that is inappropriate, is there anything that your customers have been asking for, not so much on the supply side, but primarily on cash preservation or cash management uh, that you can comment on? Again, I know that uh, you mentioned that uh, you're, you've been fortunate that your sales, because their sales have increased, so perhaps it's uh, it's not applicable. But is there anything that's that's occurred from a cash management point of view for your organization and or customers? Specifically, not with the, not with the customers or suppliers. Um, we've we've maintained uh again excellent lines of communication it's it's a daily process with our customers when it comes to you know specific inventory demand so they watch very closely all their SKUs. what are the fast movers what are the slow movers you know what types of percentages they're experiencing over a week-to-week basis in terms of um, year-over-year or week-to-week in terms of sales perspective if they're increasing or decreasing so They've done a good job of keeping those lines of communication open with us. Um, we have not been approached by any of our customers or suppliers to say, please speed up or please slow down the demand for cash. We've, I think we're all uh, just appreciating the importance of how that has to, not the cash flow has to, has to maintain itself. Interestingly, we've been approached by uh, some of our um, government offices that we have funding with. And so they've approached us said, we want to give you this opportunity to defer some of your payments. So that's been a nice conversation to have, not with respect to the specific programs that the federal government's offering. They don't necessarily apply to us right now, but certainly some of our lending institutions, governmentally or privately with the banking institutions have been flexible in offering deferral if that's something that we want to take advantage of. But our customers have been great and our suppliers have been great. So right now it's a matter of truly managing the inventory, you know, as appropriately as needed. So not to produce something that's going to be a slow seller that's going to sit on the shelf. Mm -hmm. That's been more of the process. Great. Thank you. Let me change gears a little bit, Darren. Uh, unless you have a crystal ball that's a hell of a lot better than mine or anybody else's, none of us really know how long we're going to be in this sort of lockdown or or whatever we want to call it state. Uh, maybe some of the restrictions we're facing will get uh, loosened in weeks or months. Uh, are you able to plan or how are you trying to plan for the business, be it in a very short term of one or two weeks at a time or a couple of months? How, how far ahead are you able to try to forecast and plan for the business? Yeah, it's a great question, Rob, and that's something that we deal with regularly. And I think in uh, I will get into detail specifically, but I think in general, I think we're 
doing a disservice to our industry, our business, you know, ourselves personally, if, if we don't plan as a minimum six months out. And so we are at the point in our business right now where we come into a slow season. So because we do frozen food, uh, people typically transition away from frozen food and into the barbecue season. And so we are now looking at this and saying, okay, we have to plan for where inventory levels are going to be in September, October, November. So that's something that we do on a consistent basis. And it's, it is hard to determine right now how customers will respond after the initial, you know, I guess fear has settled. And uh, are people going to be returning to the barbecues on, you know, a full, full-time basis, inviting friends over, you know, uh, having bigger parties? You know, that's something that we certainly can't predict, but we have to um, somehow anticipate. And I think, um, I think the wise, you know, the wise way to do this is to have that long-term mm-hmm. minimum six-month um, viewpoint. And so uh, we want to be able to meet our customer demands and try and determine what it is that they're going to be buying. And so it's, it's looking at it on a daily basis every day, but it's also um, scheduling and planning for that minimum six month um, time period. And so, you know, as, 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 as the weeks progress, as the communication changes from the government to say, okay, we're going to relax these these measures then we're nimble enough to be able to change that scheduling that production within the organization but also knowing that things will return to normal they will return to normal it's at what point in time so that's 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 how we're trying to determine yeah yeah and it's a, a bigger question as well is as canadians how do we return to business and i think um there's some fear out there and i think we have to recognize the fear but also not be fearful and there will be opportunity beyond just the food business that we're in or the service industry that we're in or the you know the business that are are experiencing and an increase in sales right now there will be opportunity for you know for people to transition into new types of industry uh, train themselves now that we've got downtime to be looking at other opportunities so i think we have to avoid the fear and just um plan and be confident in the survival. Darren, let me ask you a last question, staying with the forecasting theme, since you, you've touched on a couple of the other aspects already. How often are you adjusting that plan or forecast, given the, the volatility of the environment where decisions made a, a week ago are outdated within hours or days, and, and, and therefore what I consider to be a typical forecasting window has shrunk dramatically for organizations. How often or how quickly are you adjusting your forecasts and plans that go out that four to six month window? Yeah. Again, another good question, Rob. So I I keep referring to inventory because inventory is key for us. And so it's, it's, it's a demand on, on our cash. And so we, we, we schedule every week. And so again, we have our, we, Back from communication with our customer, we have our VP of sales who is daily communicating with our um, director of purchasing, who then, you know, transitions into the planning schedule. And so that's done on a weekly basis and done on a weekly basis, adjusted on a daily basis. So that's, that's truly how we do it. We look at six months, but we, we're, we're adjusting on a weekly basis. It's just something that we have the nimble capability of doing. Okay. Thank you. 
Darren, notwithstanding that I promised the last one or referred to the last question as the last one, I'll kind of put you on the spot a little bit and ask one follow-up, which is what advice or suggestions would you have for your fellow CPAs in Canada who are running org- finance organizations or parts of finance organizations on some of the thoughts that you're, or some of the ideas you have uh, implemented or avoided, frankly, uh, as we as we tr- go through this pandemic and hopefully now start to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it's I guess it's to it's to avoid fear. So let's let's not let's not have panic and fear based planning. And I think uh, it's to remain confident in you know the Canadians Canada's ability to respond. There will be opportunity that presents itself as we you know transition past this pandemic. And uh, I hope that people can just remain vigilant in having the confidence in our industry and in themselves and to just avoid the fear. I think that's that's one of the, the biggest things that um, we need to do as as professionals, professionals, particularly when we're dealing with some of the bigger planning issues of organizations is to avoid fear and to keep the lines of communication open with, you know, staff and senior members that you're working with. We are, we're leaders in our organization and we can relay and portray confidence in the things that we're communicating, then I just it just helps in terms of easing how people are dealing with their duties as well. And so I think that's probably one of the most important things that we can do. Thank you, Darren. That's been it's been very useful. Not only some uh, some practical ideas for our members, but also some inspirational and aspirational ideas. So I, I really want to take the time uh, to thank you. Thank you for taking the time on a, on a long weekend and a workday. I suspect for you in a busy, in a very very busy time, for uh, for helping us out, helping us through this, helping our members get through this process. Very much appreciate it, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. I truly appreciate being part of it. We thank you for listening to this podcast. For further information about CPA Canada and our available resources. I encourage you to visit our website at www.cpacanada.ca. This material is provided for educational purposes only. Although it has been carefully prepared and reviewed, the presenters and CPA Canada cannot accept legal responsibility for its contents or for any consequences arising from its use. The materials are meant to provoke and facilitate thought and reflection. The guidance provided to participants in response to these items is not to be interpreted as conclusive judgment on any specific situation and should not be directly applied to other situations.